What's going on, Ooh. everyone? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena, and it's with Mac and Griff once again. That's right, <laughs> Mac Rommel back in the flesh. We've got him back. He'll hopefully be back for a little bit at least, maybe longer. We'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, Mac is back. The NFL going strong once again. But first off, Mac, how you doing? How you've been? Um, tell the viewers what's going on. I've been good. Been away at college at Baylor, as you all probably remember. Um, it's great to be back, and I'm excited to get right back into this episode. Back, back in Griff, and I'm excited to be here. Back and better than ever. We're excited to be here. Um, I'm assuming this is maybe going to come out on Christmas, on the Sunday after. So if that is the case, Merry Christmas to all those watching. Please have a happy holiday. Please have a happy holiday. <laughs> Hope you have a happy holidays. Um, and yeah. You can make our holidays better. Drop a like, drop a comment, drop a subscribe. We'd appreciate that greatly. And yeah, we'll just dive right into it. We're going to start off as we usually do. And we're going to have some catching up because I'm really, to be honest, we've talked a little bit about the season off off camera, obviously, mm -hmm. but we haven't talked too, too much. So there's a lot of things I think we need to catch up on. So I'm going to share sure, the sir. screen real quick. And we're just going to jump right into some of the big games um, from last week. And I mean, we already did um i forget what all right saturday football i think i might have talked about it but i want to talk about it with you the indianapolis Colts mm -hmm. and the new england patriots these are two teams that have really taken the headlines in the afc recently obviously new england they're carried by that defense it's been sensational yep. uh matt judon's been exceptional mac jones has also played very strong they've played behind the run it's been a great year for the pats and on the flip yep. side of the ball the colts slow start to the season i think they started 0-3 um but they've just found their groove and obviously jonathan taylor um, you know, one of the best offensive players, one of the best running backs in the NFL. Um, he's just carried them their whole way. You can see by this game. But, Mac, kind of your thoughts on this game and the state of both these teams going forward? I mean, the state of both these teams, I believe they're both top three, top four teams in the AFC. Um, Chiefs right now, they had that slow start to their season. But right now, I think they are at the top of the AFC right now. And behind them, I honestly give it to the Colts. They've been a great team. As you said, they start off kind of slowly but they've slowly built their team and they've gotten so much better throughout the season. And you mentioned the one player that's carried them throughout this entire season. And that's Jonathan Taylor, a potential MVP candidate this season. He's been playing great. You don't even really have to pass the ball. And you see what Carson Wentz is doing only 57 yards in this game. They still scored 27 points to win it. It's just unbelievable what Jonathan Taylor could do. And especially when you have that great defense, you could just run out the clock and win games like they did in this game. For the Patriots, I'd give them that third or fourth spot in the AFC. Mac Jones, he's played great as a rookie. Uh, in this game, he did have a few mistakes. You see the two interceptions, but he still put up almost 300 yards without really any rushing game. You don't have the receivers, um, any elite receivers, excuse me, um, that are going to put up outstanding numbers for the team. But it's a great overall team, and I think their defense is a really big help to Mac Jones' success and this team's success this season. But Overall, this was a great game, and the Colts, they are a great team, and I think they can make it far in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I don't know how much we did predictions. We probably talked about them somewhat standings, but the Colts were a team that I thought would win the AFC South. Obviously, it looks like the Titans will probably edge them out, but I think the Colts are by far this better team. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of talked about it previewing this team, but Jonathan Taylor, I mean, bias aside, because he's carried my fantasy team this year, and it's been <laughs> delightful. Um you know, he, he's just an exceptional talent, and, and this guy is – I mean, they found their foundation, and at the beginning of the year, you kind of saw them going with this three-back committee, and that's what we talked about earlier in the year when we talked about fantasy and concerns with Jonathan Taylor. It said there was Naheem Hines they just gave that lucrative extension to. Marlon Mack was coming back. He might be a pest. And that's kind of how the year started. Jonathan Taylor was getting about 15 carries. Some games he had, like, even 10, um, really wasn't involved in the pass game. And just slowly over time, he just – absolutely took over the back row. And now you see, I mean, their whole offense is Jonathan Taylor. And that's what it is. I mean, 29 carries, 170 yards. He is the offense. And, and obviously, I think that Buffalo Bills game was the game where it kind of really started to, to sink in that this kid is, is truly elite. And he's just been exceptional mm -hmm. all year. That defense, though, is also an outstanding unit. Darius Leonard has emerged as one of the best players. I think a top five defensive player in the NFL at this point. I mean, he is... Easily the best, I think, at forcing fumbles in the NFL. I've never seen someone quite like yep. him. <laughs> Seems like he gets on every game, but um, he's exceptional. I believe Kenny Moore was the safety or the cornerback that got just named to the Pro Bowl. Let's see. 
Um, yeah, so he's played exceptional this year. DeForest Buckner, obviously, uh, everyone knows how good he is. But this is just a really all-around strong team. They play to their strengths. And we've talked about it in the past. We talked about it in the playoffs last year. The key to winning football games is running the football, and no one in the NFL does it as well as the Indianapolis Colts right now. Yep, I completely agree. And as you said, we weren't really sure coming into the season how we would do, especially fantasy-wise, but he's gradually gotten his workload increased. And it's paid off. And it was really a big question. He had those explosive games at the end of last season. And out of nowhere, he just kind of took off. And now he seemed to become arguably the best running back in the NFL. A lot of these running backs in the NFL now, they're power backs. They can't really block, but or they mostly block. But Jonathan Taylor, he could do it all. He could break off, break off of the tackle and take it 50 yards to the house. And we're not seeing any other back in the league do this right now. Jonathan Taylor is the only back that we're seeing this year be able to do this and take um, turn these small carries into big runs and break off for touchdowns. No other running back is doing it as good as Jonathan Taylor right now, and he is the key to the Indianapolis Colts' success this season. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it any better myself. Pat's obviously still a big threat. Um, moving on to another big game of the week. I mean, we're going to talk about your Dallas Cowboys further down. I'm not going to talk about them in this game because, I mean, the New York football giants are just absolute trash. We all knew that <laughs> this season. Um, I mean, honestly, we can talk about this Lions game, I feel, just because the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, they're kind of looking like a fraudulent team at the moment. We yep. use that word a lot on this podcast. But obviously Detroit, uh, you know, they're playing pretty good football recently. Amon Ross St. Brown's kind of taken over. He's figured himself yep. out. Um, obviously a two-win team now, but Arizona, I mean, Mac, what are your concerns for this Arizona Cardinals team, a team that, you know, it looks like they're going to be without DeAndre Hopkins for potentially most of the rest of the season unless they make it really deep. And, you know, Kyler Murray, he started mm -hmm. off the year pretty strong, but he's absolutely had some some slow games recently and is, you know, obviously he's been injured, but, um, I mean, this is this has got to be a concern losing a team like Detroit in this in this fashion. Yeah, it's a big concern, it Leave me to wonder what they're going to look like for the rest of the season without DeAndre Hopkins. They played hot. They started off the season hot. And throughout the time that they've had DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins didn't necessarily look great, like that top five or top three receiver that we've known him as. But I do think he had a big part in this offense, his success. Um, cornerbacks and defense were focused on stopping him, and that let all these other guys um, start taking off, like Christian Kirk. Um, you had Rondale Moore. And all these guys who were able to continuously make plays. Rondell Moore, that was your boy. <laughs> that was my boy. Um, you had all these guys start to take off because everyone was so focused on trying to stop DeAndre Hopkins. And now that you don't have them, you saw what happened against Detroit. And I don't think they're this bad of a team where they're going to consistently lose to terrible teams. But it was just a poor performance offensively. You couldn't really get anything going. But James Conner, he's had an outstanding season. He's great in the red zone. He made the Pro Bowl. So your run game is decent. I think it's better than it has been in years past. But overall, this Cardinals team, they are not looking that good right now. And I'm, I am kind of worried for the rest of their season. I believe they're still going to probably win a playoff game, maybe. But I don't think they're going to make it far like we had thought they would um, a few weeks ago when they had DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a, a serious concern, losing. I mean, Lions have played close with a lot of good teams, but – no one has lost to the Lions or come played in a game where it's been like this bad. I mean, this was ugly. Um, I mean, this is a worry for the Cardinals defense, too. I mean, you're not able to stop Jared Goff's offense with Craig Reynolds. I mean, no one knew this guy. Even still, maybe like 3% of people who are NFL fans know who Craig Reynolds is. Um, and you can't stop this offense. I mean, that's a problem. And like you said, the offense struggles. I mean, D-Hop, if you look at the box score – um, you know, it, it wasn't the best year of his career at all. Uh, he was very injured, too. But like you said, he draws that coverage. He draws the, the defenders. And, and that's the key. It opens up other possibilities. Obviously, you know, this game, there was some garbage time. So you see some guys maybe have padded stats. But, I mean, they just really couldn't get anything going. And without D-Hop, I mean, to be honest, this offense is – I mean, they don't really have a true superstar outside of Kyler. I mean, James yep. Conner, yeah, he's played good. But, um, I mean – you can't rely on James Conner in my mind. I still don't believe he's an exceptional talent. I think he's just gotten a lot of touchdowns and it's been in a great system this year for him. You know, Christian Kirk's been great, but, you know, can you really make it far in the playoffs with Christian Kirk as your wide receiver one when you've got some of these teams in the NFC like the Green Bay Packers, like the Los Angeles Rams, even like the Dallas Cowboys, teams like that that have just, you know, exceptional talent all over the field. 
I'm definitely worried. Um, Kyler has also got to play better. I mean, if this team's going to make it far, it's going to be because Kyler Murray carries them throughout the playoffs. That defense is – I think this is a bad game for the defense. I expect them to bounce back. But Kyler Murray, I mean, this team will go as he goes. This was not a good game. And, you know, they just need to do a better job of getting him more involved. I mean, four carries for three yards for Kyler. I mean, that can't really happen. He's a player who, you know, he needs to run the ball a little bit. He needs to use his legs, make things happen. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. This is not a, a a dagger in their season by any means, but it's absolutely a game that you have to look at and say, you know, I, I was never really – I'll be honest, I didn't really think this team was going to win the Super Bowl, make the Super Bowl, but – you know, this this makes you even think that this could be a first round exit kind of kind of ball club. Yep, I agree. And really quickly, I want to bring up the Detroit Lions. I mean, this might be one of the best bad teams we've ever seen. They stick close with whoever they play against. They're always close games. They always battle back. And this coaching staff has done a great job at producing this fight back mentality within its players. And I think they're turning these no-name players into guys who have potential in the league just by changing their mindset and giving them this dog mentality. The, the Detroit Lions have a great future because of this coaching staff. And I think in a few years, we're going to see the Lions as one of the better teams in the league. Uh, but as you said with the Cardinals, there are a lot of concerns for them. And as you said, they could be a first-round exit this year. We'll see what happens with them. Obviously, Detroit, I mean, they're years away probably from contending, but – like you said, it seems like they're building a good culture um, with what they've got. Um, Packers, Ravens, we'll talk about yep. I and mean, this is a good game. Um, obviously, Ravens without Lamar. Tyler Huntley, though, played way above his pay grade. I mean, this was an <laughs> exceptional performance. Yeah. Honestly, probably was better than what Lamar would have done. Lamar has not been great by any stretch of the imagination this year. Mark Andrews, I mean, just what a superstar this guy's becoming. He's mm-hmm. he's top three right now with Kelsey and uh, and and Kittle, in my mind, but Obviously, Green Bay, I mean, this is a team that they look like they might be the favorites in the NFC. I mean, not even May. I think they are the favorites right now. This offense has played great. They've got a great tandem going at running back. Devontae Adams has looked great. Their defense has played great. I mean, what are your thoughts on both of these teams? Obviously, it's not great that the Packers, you know, got this one as close as it was with no Lamar. But, yeah, I mean, that said, still a good win for Green Bay. Yep, the Packers, as you said, they squeaked out the swing. And the Ravens, what they could have done to win this game, they kick that extra point. They bring this to overtime. And as they were trending upwards in that second half, it was looking like the Ravens could have won that game in overtime, but they decided to go for two and take that chance against the Packers, and it didn't work out. As you said, and I hate to say it, the Packers do look like they have the top team in the NFC right now. But I'm not so worried because they're going to choke in the NFC championship like they have in years past. But Aaron Rodgers, he's playing like an MVP. Your back feels great with Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. They could get it done. And most importantly, they get it done when you need them to get it done. If there's a crucial down, they'll be able to get that first down for you. They'll be able to score touchdowns, and they're just great. And as you said, Devontae Adams, he is just phenomenal, arguably the best receiver in the game. And I don't know if you saw that clip or anyone watching has seen that clip of Devontae Adams where they were triple teaming him on one coverage. Um, I forgot what game that was, but it's just he it was was this Ravens game, yeah. This, yeah, he draws so much attention from defenses um, that it leaves other players open. Like I said with DeAndre Hopkins and the Cardinals, but Devontae Adams does the same thing and he stays healthy. And that's why this Packers team is so, so good. You have other guys in the receiving core, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He's been always, he's always been reliable. Alan Lazard, these are guys who might not be able to pop off every game, but they have those games where they're able to pop off and win the game for you if Devontae Adams or some of these other players aren't able to. And that's why this Packer team is so good. And for the Ravens, on the other hand, as you said, Tyler Huntley, he started, and he had a great game. And I believe he was the first player um, to have two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns in a a game um, in NFL history. That might be just for the Ravens or overall in NFL history. I I can't imagine that's NFL history. I know. I saw that stat. Um, on Instagram, and it kind of blew my mind. So I think it was the there was something else with it. I think, yeah. But there was but something yes. with that. So he, he had out- some sort of stat. Yeah. yeah, he had an outstanding game. A uh, great performance by him, and I'm kind of excited to see what he can do in these next few games if Lamar Jackson is out, um, because he looks like he could have a future um, being a starting quarterback in the NFL. And as you said, once again, Mark Andrews, one of the best tight ends in the league, and this year I think he's having the second best um, season by a tight end only behind Travis Kelsey 
he's playing great and they don't really have the receiving core um, or that elite receiving core that a lot of teams have uh, that want to contend and can contend for a Super Bowl. But Mark Andrews kind of is that receiver for the Ravens and he plays great. They have a great running game and both of these teams are very good. Um, the Packers right now, sadly, are atop the NFC. Yeah, I mean, I think you covered that pretty well. Baltimore, I mean, this is a team that they've gone for two now twice and, and, and they're <laughs> 0 for 2, so I think they need to chill with that, obviously. But, um, I mean, look, they're they're a solid team. This team's fought. They've battled through numerous, numerous injuries. But, I mean, realistically, this team will not be, you know, if they make the playoffs, they'll likely be out within a round just because, I mean, they are just so banged up in so many areas. Mm-hmm. I just can't see them really going far. But maybe they'll win a game. They won a game last year, but I just can't see them getting out of, you know, the divisional round at least. Um, and with Green Bay, I mean, this is just a team, like you said, that, you know, after week one, I, I really didn't know what to think about them. That was, a you know, the week one game where Aaron Rodgers couldn't get anything going. They got blown out by the Saints. But obviously yeah. the season has been completely shifted. They've played exceptional. Aaron Rodgers looks like his MVP self once again, even battling through that toe injury. Um Devontae Adams is, is is exceptional. Like you said, he draws all the coverage in the world, as he should. Aaron Jones, you know, it's been more of a committee. I think fantasy-wise, if you've had him, you've been disappointed and frustrated um, with A.J. Dillon's involvement. But those two guys in tandem have been great. And, you know, for the Packers, that's huge. They've got a strong rush game. Um, that defense has played better than, you know, expected this year also. So guys like Kevin King. Kevin King, I mean, this was the laughing stock of the league last year after that playoff game. He's had a good year. Um so guys like that stepping up, making plays. Uh, Jair Alexander's obviously been out. Um, Rasul Douglas has played well. I mean, there's just a bunch of guys on this defense that play pretty well. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's kind of all I got to say for that one. Um, Green Bay, good team. Baltimore, uh, they fought very hard, um, obviously. Um, I mean, there's some some good games left here. Saints, Bucks. Yep. I mean, the Bucks just can't beat the Saints. It's kind of it's kind of incredible, to be honest. Uh, I mean, you look at the stat sheet. If someone showed you this Saints stat sheet against Tampa Bay, I mean, you'd think Tampa Bay would win by 40. You wouldn't think that yeah. Tampa Bay didn't score a point. Obviously, the Bucks right now are in a world of trouble, potentially. Chris Godwin tears his ACL. Mike Evans is out this week. Leonard Fournette, Levante David, all on IR. I mean, this team, it's just kind of a mess at the moment. Obviously, this is not a good game. What are your thoughts on the Bucs right now? Obviously, the Saints, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with them. But Tampa Bay, I mean, this has got to be a, a serious concern with mm-hmm. the state of their injuries at the moment. Yeah, the Saints, I mean, they're just so up and down. It's really hard to yeah. talk about them. You can't really tell what they're going to be. They're different week after week. It's something new. Um, but for the Bucs, as you said, so many guys are going on IR and so many guys are injured. And this is a team who, honestly, I hate to say it once again, I think they're above the Cowboys in the NFC prior to this game. After this game, you see the injuries that they've had, and it doesn't look like they're going to be the same Bucks team. We're going to have to see if they can produce without Chris Godwin, Levante David, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, all these guys who were so important to the team, respectively on the offense and defense. Tom Brady, he looked like he was struggling for a lot of that game when he had his guys out. And I think that might be something we see over the next few weeks while he's without Chris Godwin and Mike Evans this week, as you said. Defensively, Levante David, that's your guy on defense. He's your captain. He's your main man on defense who gets things done and takes command of that defense. If you don't have him, that's removing one of the key parts of this team. The defense might start struggling a little bit. They still have so much talent um, on that side of the ball with Devin White. You have solid cornerbacks, solid rookie and Joe Tryon. You have a lot of guys who still could get it done, but I think it's different when you're missing that 10-year-plus veteran on that defense who's still elite um, at the linebacker position. It's, it's going to be a struggle for the Buccaneers, and I think the next few weeks are going to be rough for them. And if they don't have these guys back in the playoffs, we could see them losing as soon as that first round. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to imagine with Tom Brady and some of the names. I mean, we're going to see what happens. And, and obviously Godwin's right now the guy who's out for the year, but the rest of them, I mean – they're expected to be back for the playoffs. And, you know, that's the key. I mean, if they can get most of those guys back, this team is, you know, even without Chris Godwin, they're still going to be in pretty good shape. If they can get Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, you know, Anton Winfield's banged up, Levante David. If they can get that group back, it's totally different. But, I mean, that's that's their, that's their the fate of the season is those four guys mm-hmm. getting healthy. Um, that's their offense. That's their defense. That's everything. Those guys mean everything to that team. Outside of Tom Brady, those are – arguably four of the most valuable players on that roster. 
Um, this was a bad week. Obviously, it was, you know, mix and match with all the injuries. So take it out how it is. The Saints seem to always have the Bucks number recently. Um, yeah. So, you know, good win for them. Obviously, keeps their playoff hopes alive with the season they've been having. I mean, Ian Book is going to start this week because of the COVID outbreaks are just crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the NFL is, I mean, let's just hope it doesn't really hurt the playoffs because teams really, really could be, you know, spoiled of a Super Bowl because of, of how crazy things are in the world right now. But yeah, with Tampa Bay, we'll see who can step up. We'll see what happens. AB coming back this week will probably be, I mean, yeah. that's huge. Um, I mean, if you haven't been fantasy, this, this guy could get probably like 10 catches. I mean, this, we might see some crazy stats coming out of AB Gronk, to be honest, we'll see what happens, but uh, yeah, definitely some reason for concern in Tampa Bay. All right. Um, all right. We'll, we'll touch on the NFC. Uh, these guys later. I don't really want to spend right. too much time on them. We'll talk about last night's game though. It was a great game. Titans 49ers. Two playoff hopefuls. I mean, the Titans, it looks like they'll be a playoff team at this point. 49ers should be a playoff team. Obviously, I mean, you look at the 49ers, Debo Samuel. I mean, this guy's been exceptional this year. Really has given them that second superstar on the offense uh, with George Kittle. Obviously, he didn't do too much in this game. Uh, Nick Bosa has been exceptional. I mean, the Niners are a very good team. I mean, I don't understand how Tennessee keeps winning, to be honest. This team is – I just feel like (laughs) Tennessee is so mediocre – um, Ryan Tannehill, just not even that good. I mean, he just looks not good. AJ Brown obviously had a crazy game. Julio Jones, I mean, what a disappointment. That was maybe that's got to be one of the worst trades I feel like in recent memory. I mean, they I think they gave up what like a first or two seconds, something a lot yeah. for him, and he has just done absolutely nothing. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's the talent. He's obviously been injured, um, but just seems like he's way past his prime at this point. But uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Obviously, Tennessee. It just seems like this team just magically finds ways to win games each and every week. Yeah. Every week something happens with the Titans and somehow they're sitting at 10 wins right now. It's beyond me. And you look at the start of this game, that first half, it looked like the Niners had it easily. And out of nowhere, that second half comes around and AJ Brown just comes out of nowhere and starts making these huge plays, miraculous catches. And he's really the reason why the Titans won this game. This is his ability to go make plays when they need it. Um, it's just so important to this offense and this team in general. And that's why, why they're able to come out with some of these wins, just because of one or two players just having a spectacular performance at the end of games. If they didn't have these guys or if they didn't just come out of nowhere in the second half, they won't be winning these games. AJ Brown, he has talent. He's coming off of IR. And it's really surprising that he was able to come back and bounce back the way that he did. The Titans, as you said, without Derrick Henry, they do not look the same. And somehow they're still able to squeak out wins. For the 49ers, Jimmy G, I still don't think he's the quarterback for them that will carry them um, over the next few seasons and be that Super Bowl-caliber quarterback. But Debo Samuel, Samuel, he is a star, and he seems to make plays whenever the 49ers need it. You saw at the end of that game he had that 59-yard catch, and it led the team to go get that touchdown to try and um, go win the game after they tied it up. But, of course, it didn't end up working. But Debo Samuel, he is a star. You could use him any way you want. And right now he's he has the what's the word for it? He has most touchdowns by a wide receiver rushing in NFL history. And it's just beyond me the different ways that you could use him. He's so shifty. He doesn't have that killer speed, but he'll still burn you from his elusiveness. Just he's a spectacular player. And I think you have to build your offense around him. And um George Kill for the future. Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion, is not the answer at quarterback. Um, but I still do think that they're gonna make the playoffs. They have a great defense. You have a lot of pieces all over the, the team. Uh, it's just a few things that are missing from this team that could be upgraded, um, that could take this team from a playoff team to a Super Bowl caliber team. They're not there yet, but overall a great team. Both teams have great players, but the Titans, I'm not really sure how I feel about them. They have players, but they seem to not be able to get things done um, talent-wise when they don't have Derrick Henry. He's a big part of that offense and team, and they need him back if they want to make far and deep runs in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you've heard that, you know, rumors that he could come back. I mean, who knows what the likelihood of that is at this point. But, I mean, that that that's their season is if he can come back. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, I mean, this game was won by A.J. Brown. He has a, you know, good arm, by the way, that pass attempt. I mean, he yeah. got that ball down there. I was actually pretty impressed with that. A little more depth on that thing, and that's a catch. Exactly. Um, but he was exceptional in this game, and, and we've seen that. This offense has, you know, really leaned on him at times. Um, I mean, I still feel like, you know, he's he's been banged up all year. 
but we've still not really seen, you know, his peak, his potential. And, and this game kind of shows what he can do. I think he'd be even, I mean, Ryan, he's playing with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback and you see 145 of, of Ryan Tannehill's 209 yards, half of Ryan Tannehill's completions were to AJ Brown. I mean, that's pretty, pretty insane. Um, you know, like you said, I mean, Tennessee right now, I mean, their defense has played pretty well this year. Kevin Byer, it's been great. Bud Dupree, uh, another nice addition. Um, they've had good guys. Rashawn Evans has played good. They, you know, picked up Zach Cunningham. They've got good pieces here and there, but you know, this is probably not a team that's going to be a Super Bowl contender. Even with Derrick Henry, I mean, with Derrick Henry, it becomes interesting. But you know, with even without him, um, I mean, especially without him, this team's not going to do much. Um, nope. Their offense is just it, it. It just even if with this win, it just feels broken the way their offense is run. I don't know if it's Tannehill. I don't know if it's plays. But you see AJ Brown running four yard slants. Julio Jones running like the same thing. It, it's just very confusing. Some of these plays. I mean, it started the game. Ryan Hannahill was like six for six for 24 yards. And it's just like, what are you doing when you've got two of, you know, the, the best potential deep ball catchers in the league right now to the deep threat, biggest deep threats. And, and you don't even use them. It's very weird on the 49ers side. You covered it pretty well. I mean, this is a good team. Jimmy G probably not the guy for the future, but honestly has played solid this year. I mean, I'll give him his props. Um, you know, he, he's won games for them. He's played well. He's done what he's had to. Um, and, you know, this offense has got their pieces. They've got Debo Samuel, who's really emerged. George Kittle is obviously a superstar. I think there was some doubt after last year was a little disappointing. You know, last night was nothing. I mean, he's he reaffirmed he is a superstar and, yep. with his play this year. Um, Brandon Ayuk has played pretty well um, since that whole debacle at the beginning of the season. That still is just so confusing. Use check, obviously, you know, he, he's always involved. And the defense, like you said, I mean, Nick Bosa, um, one of the best defensive players in the NFL. I mean, he's he, he's really a superstar. And they've got other pieces. Fred Warner's one of the top linebackers. Um, Ibukam. Uh, I mean, they've got a bunch of guys. Jimmy Ward. I mean, you could go on for uh, most of these guys. They've got a lot of talent. This should be a playoff team. I'm not too worried about San Francisco. But, um, you know, tough loss for them. This would have been a big win to get. Uh, you know, really would have probably affirmed a playoff status. But we'll see what they can do from now on. Yep, Titans looking like they're going to win that division, as you mentioned earlier when yeah. we were talking about the Colts 49ers. It's going to be interesting to see what they could do to make that playoff push. I think they could get it done, and I think they deserve one of those playoff spots. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out for both teams. Definitely. All right, well, with that, we'll go into our predictions for the week. And this is a team that we haven't talked about yet, but the Cleveland Browns. This is a team that I've been waiting for this. Year, both of us said might be the AFC favorite, and boy, were we wrong. Um, <laughs> seven and seven Cleveland Browns. Obviously, his team's been bombarded with injuries all year. They have, you know, the most COVID cases in the league right now. But even with that, it's been a, a, a disaster of a year for the Browns. I mean, Baker Mayfield has not played good. You had the whole Odell Beckham debacle. He's obviously gone. I mean, this is a team that. They just need some 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 reshaping in certain areas. Wide receiver, uh, one of those potentially quarterback is Baker Mayfield the answer. I don't know. We'll see. Um, this is all stuff and speculation for the offseason. I'll start here. I think the Green Bay Packers essentially eliminate the Cleveland Browns from the playoffs this week. I can't pick the Browns in this game. I mean, Nick Mullins as of now is still going to start. I don't believe Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum is off the COVID list yet. So another disaster potentially brewing. We'll see the Browns, you know, attempt to lean on Nick Chubb again. But Green Bay is just too good. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones in Lambeau Field, you know, Christmas Day. I mean, it's, it's probably going to be snowing, of course. I mean, there's just no way the Cleveland Browns win this game. This will be the Green Bay Packers. I mean, I'd probably say this is my, like, lock of the week, not even looking at any of the other matchups, to be honest. Yeah, I completely agree with everything that you said, Packers. I believe we're going to have an easy win here. And it really sucks to say this because I was really rooting for the Browns this whole season, as were you. This was our team, as Griffin said. Um, and it sucks to see how things have turned out for them this season. Wide receivers, they haven't been playing the way that they thought they would play OBJ. He's, of course, not with the team anymore. And a lot of us thought OBJ was the problem. But it might not be OBJ. It might be Baker. And the quarterback might be the issue that the Browns need to fix um, if they want to get back to the team that me and Griffin thought they would be this season uh, prior to the season starting. Packers overall, they have too much talent. And I think Aaron Rodgers is just going to make his case even better for MVP after the uh, game ends. Yeah. I mean, obviously the whole Baker Mayfield thing with his injuries and, you know, he's 
the most banged up guy arguably right now. I mean, it, it's just a mess. We're at th- that whole situation with, you know, being able to determine what's what. Um, but yeah, Packers for both of us, um, not even mm-hmm. a question. Moving on to this next game, Colts Cardinals. This should be a pretty good game. Another Christmas Day matchup. I'm going to go with the Colts here. I've kind of ridden with the Colts all year. Um, I've picked them a lot, so I'm going to stick with it. I think this is a good team. I think Jonathan Taylor will perform. I don't think the Cardinals, you know, looking at last week, how Jonathan Taylor did against New England, not no team can really stop him. The only team we've seen kind of slow him down a little bit was the Bucks, and honestly, that was game script that really screwed him. They didn't really start running the ball till late second yeah. half against them. So I expect Jonathan Taylor to put on another strong performance. You know, the Cardinals after last week, that's just a concern. Um, the way the Colts defense has played recently, you know, I think they could – Kyler Murray could be in for a rough evening. Uh, you know, he might be – I was going to make a Christmas fun, but I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Colts in this. Well, yeah, I'm, I couldn't agree with you more. The Colts, I believe, are going to win this game. As you said, Jonathan Taylor, he's too good. He's just going to run everywhere and all over the Cardinals this game. Their deep defense is great. Without DeAndre Hopkins, it's going to be another – case like last week where we see the Cardinals offense really struggled to put up numbers, put up points and gain yards against the great defense. Um, and the Detroit Lions defense isn't even that great and they still were able to hold them to 12 points. So I'm excited to see what the Colts defense is going to be able to do against this Cardinals offense. Um, and I really think the next two weeks for the Cardinals are going to be a true test of what they're going to be like in the playoffs. You have the Colts and then you have the Dallas Cowboys, two teams who are fighting and can potentially make a run in the playoffs if the Cardinals struggle against these two teams, I think they're going to really struggle once they get to the playoffs. So these next two weeks will be very interesting to see um, how the Cardinals play. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lions, Falcons, I mean, I just want to check real quick. The, the Falcons, six and eight, I mean, in the NFC, I guess that's holding out hope for a playoff spot. This is interesting because the Lions have been playing well. The Falcons, kind of a weird team. I'm still going to pick the Falcons, though, at home. Um, I think Cordell Patterson is going to, you know, he's really burst onto the scene this year, Um, even though he's like 30, 30, I don't even know. He's old, low key for, uh, you know, that position. He's been, you know, excellent special teams player for years. And now we've seen him really emerge as a superstar with the Falcons. Um, But he'll bounce back. I mean, he had a bad week last week against uh, San Francisco. That's a tough defense. This will be a lot easier for them. Um, I expect Matt Ryan to have a better week. Russell Gage has really, you know, with Calvin Ridley's absence, um, you know, he's really emerged as a solid threat. Kyle Pitts. You know, we were high on him coming into the season. Yeah. It's been a little disappointing, I'll be honest. I think it's yeah. you know, tough with that offense. Um, they haven't used him too much. He's had really good games. That, you know, game against the Jets in London was exceptional. He's had great moments, but definitely underwhelming. Um, definitely has not been that, you know, potential top three fantasy tight end we talked about earlier, way back when. But um, I'm still going to go Falcons here. I think, um, you know, for various reasons, they're just a better team here. I'm also going to go Falcons. However, I do think the Lions can pull this out. Um, They've always been in these close games, and I think against a team that's worse than the Cardinals, after beating the Cardinals, their expectations expectations are going to be much higher than they were previously, and I think they're going to play a lot harder just to show the world what they could do. So I think the Lions are going to put up a good fight and could potentially win this, but the Falcons, I think their offense is better. Their defense is a little bit better. You have A.J. Terrell, who was snuffed from the Pro Bowl. He's great. Um, offensively, you have Kyle Pitts, a little bit disappointing, as you said. Um, but I think the Falcons overall are just a better team right now. The Lions, it's going to be exciting to see what they could do against this Falcons team this week. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on to this next game, this is an interesting game, Rams-Vikings. Vikings in, you know, must-win situation. Um, I'm actually curious to see how their schedule ends. So they've got the Rams, the Packers, and then the Bears. So, I mean, that's a really that's tough good. finish to your season. Um, realistically, you're going to have to win one of these games against the Rams or Packers. The Rams are probably the team that you're going to have to try and beat. They've been a little shaky recently, but they've performed better as of late. Uh, They beat the Seahawks last week. I'm going to go with the Rams here. Um, I think they're just the better team. Um, Cooper, I mean, what a sensational season from him. That, you know, came out of nowhere, to be honest. Nobody was even considering Cooper Cup to be that kind of guy this year. Mm-hmm. Um, what a season it's been. Obviously, they've you know got an interesting running back situation. Cam Akers was designated for return or whatnot, which is very interesting. Or he's activated off like the PUP. I don't even know. He was activated off something. And so he's potentially going to make his way back from a torn Achilles for the playoffs. Um, yeah. But Daryl Henderson, he's been good all year. Sonny Michelle seems like it's kind of transitioned to more of a committee um, as of late. 
We'll see what happens, but I'm going to go with the Rams, um, Minnesota, no Dalvin cook, obviously too. He's got COVID. So, sure. you know, little, uh, I believe he's also unvaccinated. So I think he might be out next week potentially too, which is not a good situation for Minnesota, a team that needs these next two weeks. So desperately. Yep. I mean, if you have Dalvin cook, you can put up a fighting chance, but I still probably wouldn't give it to him. I'm going to take the Rams here again. It uh, looks like we're agreeing on almost every game so yeah. far this week. <laughs> um, Which means that the Rams, all of these will be wrong. Yes, probably. But Rams, you have Matt Stafford, you have Cooper Cup. As you said, Daryl Henderson, Sonny Michelle, possibly Cam Akers. Like, they're getting all these guys who could do and put up great numbers and big numbers on offense. And I think um, there's nothing really to talk about with that Rams offense. That's great. Defensively, you have stars. You have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller, who got his first sack last week with the Rams. You just have a lot of players who can get it done. I don't think it's the excuse me. I don't think it's an, the Vikings have enough to stop the Rams and uh, put up points against the Rams this week. You have Justin Jefferson, obviously a great receiver, but without Davin Cook, you're obviously going to be focused on stopping that passing game, and you're really going to be non-existent on both parts of that offense, running and passing. Rams, I think it's an easy pick for me this week. All right, this next game is uh, you know. The Jets need to lose this week, to be honest, for, for draft capital reasons. Uh, 3-11 and 11 Jets, 2-12 and 12 Jaguars. I honestly feel like the Jaguars are the better team, so I'm going to pick them in this one. I mean, the New York Jets, Zach Wilson has not looked good at, by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, he's had a few flashes, but it's just been a disaster for the Jets. I mean, Michael Carter's looked solid at times. Elijah Moore has had his moments, but... Overall, I mean, what a disaster. This team just seems like they're in a sunken a sunken place right now. Um, I, I just don't see them competing with this with this roster for a few years more at least. I mean, it's just it's sad to say. Jacksonville, I mean, they, they looked a little bit better last week. Urban Meyer obviously out of there. Uh, James Robinson seems to have more of a role now. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to go with the Jaguars in this one. I just think they're the better team. Um, I feel like they'll figure out a way to win. And uh, the Jets are just their own worst enemy. They just, I, I don't know. The Zach Wilson tech, I think, is going to come back. And, you know, once again, they'll, they'll not have gotten it right at quarterback is, is the feeling I'm getting. But hopefully that changes. Yeah, this is the battle of the first two picks in the 2021 NFL draft. And I'm going to go with the first overall pick as well. I think the Jaguars are going to win it. Um, Urban Meyer firing him and getting him out of there. I think that's the biggest thing that this team needed um, in order to have success down the line. They did that. And now I think this team is going to start taking some turns where they're going to start making plays and they're going to start winning a few more games. Um, Trevor Lawrence, he saw it. He had a lot of potential on both of us. We didn't think he was that top quarterback in the class, but um, he's still a great quarterback nonetheless and has tons of potential. I think Urban Meyer was kind of limiting him as he was limiting other players. Like you said, James Robinson, uh, the team, they have peace, and they've been building for a few years now. So they do have players who could get it done. They just haven't been able to yet. Um, so I'm going to take the Jaguars, Jets. They still have a lot they have to do with that team. They're very young. They don't really have veterans um, that could help this team out, like the Jaguars do with Marvin Jones. Um, and I think that's the difference between these two teams is veterans versus the young kids. And the Jaguars have those veterans, and I'm going to take the Jaguars. Yeah, uh, Jets are a long ways away. Um, Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles, uh, you know, it's a surprise team that's been competing for the playoffs. We both thought, I believe, that this team would not be very good. Jalen Hurts has played well. Um, he's also played bad at times. But another thing with this Eagles team, I hate to say, I mean, they haven't really been any good teams. Um, I mean, if we look yeah. at their schedule, who they've beaten, you know, they've beaten the Falcons. Eh. They've beaten the Panthers. Eh. They've beaten, you know, the Lions. The Broncos, I guess, was a, a good win. New Orleans, so inconsistent. The Jets, football team. I mean, the best team they've beaten, it's just the mediocre one. Um, they yep. haven't had any great wins. If this team somehow manages to get in the playoffs, they'll be bounced immediately, probably in ugly fashion. I'm going to take them in this game, though, at home against the Giants, who with no Daniel Jones right now, I believe it'll be Mike Glennon potentially again. I don't <laughs> think it's Jake Fromm. I mean, the, the Giants are just an absolute disaster. I mean, this is one of the worst-run football teams in the NFL, I've said it on this podcast before. I, I, I'm not even trying to be a giant hater. It's just an unfortunate situation what's happening. They're missing on their first-round picks. They're making bad signings that's hurting their cap space. I mean, that Kenny Galladay signing is just that, – that's probably, honestly, the worst signing from the offseason, I would say. Um, I really can't think of another one that's been worse. Maybe like a Ryan Fitzpatrick because he played one game. But, I mean, Kenny Galladay even – you're eating that money for four years now. 
and he's not even involved in this offense. I mean, it's a joke, honestly, paying all that money for someone who you're not even going to use. Saquon Barkley has not looked the same since injury. He's, you know, been fine, but eh. uh, the O-line, I mean, they've missed on their picks there. Canarius Tony, you know, I've said it. He's He looks explosive, but he's just injured all the time. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, Eagles will win this game. New York Giants, I mean, they've got to You've got to make a move at quarterback this offseason, even with this bad class. I mean, it's just time to move on from Daniel Jones. And that's evident, as well as Dave Gettleman. You've got to get a completely different decision maker. I, you've got to clean the house, honestly. I think Joe Judge has got to go. I think Dave Gettleman, everyone's got to go. You just mm-hmm. need a, a total clean slate next year. General manager, head coach, quarterback. I, I mean, this team might even need to blow everything up and just literally restart from scratch. I don't even know. Yeah, Eagles. I'm taking them easily have the better team, have the better coaching staff. And that's all I have to say. The Giants, they do have pieces. And I think they, they're up there with the Eagles with the amount of talent that they have on the team. But I think the coaching staff is just atrocious. They suck. And there's nothing else to, to say. They're misusing everyone that they have. They sign these big names like Kenny Galladay. They misuse them. They don't target him. They don't do anything with the players that they have that are good and have talent. It's all because of the coaching staff staff the team it's just it's just terrible you have players on both sides of the ball you have Saquon obviously he's not gonna be the same because of injury but your receivers they're pretty good Kenny Galladay Darius Slayton you have um Kadarius Tony all these guys who have high expectations and they're just not doing anything because the coaching staff doesn't get them involved and doesn't use them right and honestly I think if they had a better coaching staff this Giants team could be up there and be a middle of the pack team in the NFL but they don't have that they don't have any sort of good coaching staff, not even mediocre coaching staff. They're terrible, and that's the reason why they suck. Maybe if you get some new coaching staff, uh, better coaching staff, better head coach, definitely a better offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, he's all right. The defense is doing a solid job, but offensively, they are terrible, and it's just because the scheme is bad. I mean, there's no other way to put it. The Giants, uh, once you get a new coaching staff, I think that'll help tremendously. You have decent players, but – Daniel Jones also has to go. He's not going to be that quarterback that could take you to the playoffs um, and definitely not the Super Bowl. Um, so with the Giants, I think you have to go get a new coaching staff, get a new quarterback. And I think just doing that will tremendously improve this Giants team. Yeah. It seems like the Giants are headed for a uh, offseason of a lot of change, or at least they should be. Um, this next game is a great game. Bill's Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is – this is I believe the Pats would – clinch potentially the AFC uh AFC North with a or not North AFC East with a win maybe not but um I mean this is a big game in New England I mean this is gonna be a completely different game than that other game obviously that was the, you know the weirdest game with the the weather the wind um yeah it was snowing or I think it was raining I don't know it was something it was a disaster of a game we saw New England attempt like three passes I believe it was <laughs> something crazy um Oh, this one's a tough one for me. I honestly am going to pick the Buffalo Bills. I think they're going to make the adjustments. I think New England got beat last week. I think, you know, Mac Jones, he's played good, but he's not perfect. And I think we kind of saw that last week. I think Buffalo, they're going to make their adjustments. They're a good team. They're obviously dealing with some COVID. Gabe Davis and, you know, Cole Beasley have COVID. I still think this team has the pieces to win. And I think Josh Allen, he's just got to be the best player on the football field in this game. He is, you know, not performed up to expectations this year. To be honest, he's had a solid year, but, you know, it wasn't anything compared to last year. Um, it's been a step down. He's got to step up. His team, you know, honestly, this is another team that was looked at as a top three team in the AFC, and they're not in that conversation anymore, unfortunately. Um, we'll see what happens. Maybe they can change their tune with a win, big win this week. I'm going to take them. I think they'll make their adjustments, but it's going to be a good game for sure. Yep. I really can't pick against you. I'm also going with the Bills this week. Gosh. The Patriots, I mean, Bill Belichick, he's proven he's he's a great coach, and he really wasn't carried by Tom Brady. They're sitting at 9-5 and five right now. This team is great. With a rookie quarterback, and you're doing this well, and you have a great chance to win the division. I mean, it's outstanding what the Patriots have been able to do this season. But I think the Bills, um, they are the better team. You have Josh Allen, I believe, is still a better quarterback than Mac Jones by far. Um, you have better receiving core with Stefan Diggs. Um, your running game still has to improve, and I think that's something we talked about a lot um, last postseason and offseason. It's just they have to get that running game going. And once they do that, I think this offense will really be taking that next step towards being a Super Bowl-caliber offense. Defensively, they're, they're good, and I think they're going to be able to stop the Patriots' offense. I think they're both on an equal level. 
um, talking about the Patriots offense and the Bills defense. Um, so I'm just taking the Bills in this game. I think they're a better team. And I do think they have that potential to be a great team in the league, but they haven't shown it yet this season. Next game, Ravens, Bengals. I mean, who would have thought the Cincy Bengals would be winning this division? It's honestly crazy. If someone told it us is. that at the beginning of the year, we would have thought they were delusional. Hey, what did I tell you? I told you the Bengals were not coming in last over the offseason, and you didn't believe me. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. This team still could come in last. If they lose out, they may <laughs> be in last place. Though. So we'll see. Uh, we'll it's obviously see. been a great season for Cincy. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow. Great offense. And that defense has stepped up. And I'm going to pick him this week. Uh, I don't think Lamar is going to play. Um, I I think we're going to have every single pick the same, honestly. Probably. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. But, um, yeah, I think they're just the better team. I think Tyler Huntley, he looked amazing last week. He's going to regress this week. We're not going to see that same level of performance. It's just inevitable with him, unfortunately. Um, and at home, and we saw what the Bengals did in Baltimore last time to the Ravens. It was ugly. Jamar Chase had a fantastic game, the best game of his career with 200 receiving yards. So we'll see what he can do this week. I just think the Bengals, the better team, I think they'll separate themselves a little bit from the Ravens this week, extend that division lead, and you know, really look to punch their ticket into the playoffs. And it's crazy. I mean, Cincinnati – a few years ago, number one pick two years ago, and look at them all of a sudden winning the division. This is one of the best rebuilds we've seen in recent memory. Yep, I'm sticking with the same pick as you. Bengals all the way. I knew they weren't going to be a bad team. No one believed me, but I didn't think they were going to be this good. Um, for the Ravens, I think it's going to be another close game, but the Bengals are going to be able to squeak it out. If Lamar's in, I do think the Ravens would probably take this win. But the Bengals, our offense is clicking. They're young. They're fun. They're just exciting to watch. And they're obviously having a great time in that field when they're playing together. And I think that is why this offense and this team has been playing so well. They're just clicking. They're enjoying their time and they're having fun. And I think that's one of the most important um, attributes a football team could have is just enjoying yourself and playing like you enjoy the game of football and love it rather than taking it seriously like a job. And the Bengals, they're young and they're doing that. Ravens, as I said, Lamar Jackson's in. I think they would win this game. But the Bengals, there's too exciting right now, and I think they're going to take out this win at home. I mean, this next game, I don't even think we really have to talk about Chargers. They've had a good year. They're a good team. Justin Herbert's played great recently. They'll win this game. Houston, uh, Davis Mills. I mean, they're just uh, – I mean, we've heard – there's been rumors David Coley might be out after one year. Uh, just an uh, absolute disaster of what this team is is right now. We'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson in the offseason. But, I mean, what a nightmare for the Houston Texans. Just in a state of – no one knows what's going to happen. They don't have their future quarterback. They don't really have any pieces for the future. Um, they, I don't even think they had a first – did they have a first-round pick this year? I don't even think so. I don't think so. I can't remember them making a pick. I don't so, think they do. And they don't pick again. Do they pick this year? No, right? No, they might pick. I can look that pick. up. I think they have their pick. I don't even know, though. I'll look this up. I know they didn't last year. Someone must have had it last year, though. Houston. Let's see this. Miami had um, it last year. Actually, they do. They do. They have the third pick right now. Okay. So, I mean, that's that's the start of the rebuild is this year. This year was just a, a placeholder, honestly. They've got a bunch of veterans just trying to make it and extend their NFL careers. Mm-hmm. They'll get killed this game. Um, yeah. Already talking way too much about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I have to say anything. Chargers, much better team. Texans suck. Simply put, Chargers win. Moving on to the next game, Bucks Panthers. A lot of one o'clock games. I feel like how many are there? One, two, three, four, five, six, and eight. Back to eight one o'clock games. Oh. Um, I'm gonna go Bucks here. To be honest, I, I just really think the Panthers are bad. No Christian McCaffrey, even with Cam Noon. I mean, he's been bad recently. To be honest, um, you know, he had that great first game against Arizona, but since then, it, it, it's just been a nightmare. Um, and they just haven't been able to get going. He's honestly played fine. But he's just had mistakes here and there, not had his best performances. Um, um, we've heard Sam Darnold might get in there a few snaps. I mean, they're, they're, Panthers are another team right now that, honestly, though, they, they're kind of a quarterback away from being a serious contender, I feel. Um, they've got a lot of pieces. The defense has played pretty well. Offensively, you know, Robbie Anderson has kind of been eh. Uh, DJ Moore looks good. CMC, who knows what to expect out of him for the future. But in this one, Tampa Bay, even banged up. A.B. should be in there. Gronk, Ronald Jones, I think, will play well. 
Um, and that defense, I mean, they've still got guys, like you've said, Devin White, Vita Vea. They've got big names. They've got players that'll step up. I still think they're the better team in this matchup. So I'm going to go Bucks here. Yep, I agree with you. I do think this is a game where we could see an upset just because yeah. the Buccaneers are lacking all those pieces. But uh, I just don't think the Panthers would be the team that could pull off the upset. If there, if it was another team, I think it's possible. But the Panthers, they just don't look the same like they did those first three weeks of the season. Bucks, they still have a lot of great talent. And I don't think they're stopping Tom Brady. Um, a bad team is going to be able to stop Tom Brady, even when he doesn't have his weapon. So I'm going to take the Bucks this game. Bears, Seahawks. This is an interesting one, to be honest. I honestly am going to pick the Chicago Bears in this one. Um, I mean, this is the Bears have been a, a nightmare. Matt Nagy, uh, crazy. He still is the head coach there. Um, Justin Fields, obviously, it's it's been disappointing to say uh, the least uh, to start his NFL career. It's a bad situation, though. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on in Chicago. They honestly seem like they're drifting towards a, a kind of a teardown. Um, I mean, Allen Robinson, they, they've never been – he's never been involved this year. I mean, he's going to be – I mean, I feel bad for him because you've got to think his contract's going to be severely different than what he would have received last offseason. Mm -hmm. So that sucks for him, obviously. He'll be on the first plane out of Chicago once the season ends. Who knows what they expect. But, honestly, Seattle has just not been good this year. Russell Wilson, I mean, I don't know what it is. I think Pete Carroll honestly might need to go. Um, I think his time is, is coming to an end as the head coach of the Seahawks. Nightmare season for them. They also, I mean, both these teams, honestly, are in the need of a teardown, but Seattle's screwed. I mean, that Jets trade with Jamal yeah. Adams was one of the worst. I mean, I feel like I've said that a lot today, but I mean, I talk about it a lot, but that it's just coming back to haunt them. No first round pick, no nothing. Russell Wilson, you're obviously going to get a haul for him. You have to trade him this offseason because the defense is starved. There's no talent there anymore, honestly. And the offense has not been good recently. Um, uh, a rebuild's coming. I mean, this is this this is it for the Seahawks. This will be the last year, I believe. Russell Wilson will will play quarterback. For them. I'm gonna go. I Bears agree. Well. I agree. I'm also gonna be taking the Bears, man. I mean, we were really not switching up on picks. I thought this was gonna be the game where we finally didn't agree, but <laughs> we're agreeing um, once again. I'm taking the Bears. Justin Fields has a lot of potential, hasn't lived up to it this year. And I think a lot of, um, to do with that is the offensive line. He doesn't really have the protection he needs. As you said, Allen Robinson, he hasn't really done anything this year. Um, Darnell Mooney seems to be that receiver that he's been looking um, at the most in this offense, and he's been playing solid. I think the Bears, they're just clicking slightly more than the Seahawks are this season. Um, so I'm going to take the Bears to scheme Seahawks. They're just a complete mess right now. They're not clicking. They have talent, but they just can't seem to click. And the Bears, they don't even really have this talent, but they're clicking much more than the Seahawks are. And it's very disappointing to see um, that the Seahawks season has ended up this way that, or the way that it has so far this season. Yeah. I mean, do you think Russell Wilson's gone after this year? I mean, he has to be. This team just isn't the same. I mean, you have DK Metcalf, you have Tyler Lockett, guys who he's clicked with in the past, but for some reason this season, just nothing's working out for any part of this team. Um, and I think Russell Wilson needs to get out of there for his own career. And I think for the Seahawks, it'll be better for them if he leaves and they start focusing on a, uh, on a different future. That Russell Wilson era in Seattle, it's over, and he's not going to be able to bring this team back to another Super Bowl um, anytime soon. So I think it's time for him to get out of there. All right, this next game, let's see if we can um, figure <laughs> Broncos, Rangers. I mean, this Broncos team, I mean, this is a playoff eliminator here. Um, both these teams, 7-7. Seven seven. I do not know how the Denver Broncos are in this position. I'm going to be 100% honest. I know that defense has played well. They've run the ball well. But, I mean, with Teddy – I mean, this is going to be Drew Locke this week, obviously, after Teddy B. Luckily, he seems to be okay after that scary yeah. injury. Um, I mean, what the hell? I mean, this team – one of the worst coach teams, arguably. The wide receiver, Jerry Judy isn't even, I mean, Jerry Judy's career is just, I mean, he's, I, I don't even know what to think about Jerry Judy because coming out of college, he was so elite. And all of a sudden it's like, we haven't seen anything. There's nothing yeah. he's done in the NFL. I mean, they don't even use him. They gave those receivers, you know, Cortland Sun, uh, Tim Patrick, the bag. I mean, this guy's getting what, two catches a game, two targets. I mean, it's, it's the most mind blowing team in the league. Seven and seven, the Vegas Raiders, I want to pick them in this game, but knowing them, I think they're going to lose. So I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos to be hundred percent honest. Um, by that smile, I think you're going to go with the Denver Broncos. I mean, no, I'm going to something else. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. This is just a nightmare of a season. I, not even a nightmare, but it's just the most confusing season. Um, Javante Williams, though, I'll just say he looks like a superstar for Denver. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Drew Locke, this is the biggest game of his life. I mean, this is – we'll see what happens. If he really performs, this could be the you know their quarterback. This is his chance, and if he does terrible, I mean, that's his career. So, we'll see what happens. I'm going to go Denver. I think this is just the most Raiders game that they'll lose with the playoffs potentially on the line, and they just have no – no chance on it. And they just, I, I don't know. This just seems like a Raiders loss more than a, Dem- a Denver loss. I don't know. So I was going to take the Raiders and then I remembered something. I remember that Darren Waller is not going to be playing. And that's the deciding factor. If Darren Waller was in, <laughs> Derek Carr to Darren Waller, I would have uh, had to pick him. That's who I was going to pick. But now that I've re- finally remembered that they don't have him, I have to pick the Denver Broncos away. Um, at the Raiders, at Las Vegas. Oh, man, as you said, Drew Locke, this is a game for him to – it's a make-or-break game for him for his future and his career in the NFL. This will determine whether he's going to be a back quarterback in the league or whether he could be a mediocre starter in the league, and we're going to have to see. They have the weapons on offense. It's so weird. They just don't use them, and that's the problem. As you said, Jerry Judy, Corlin Sutton, Tim Patrick, Javante Williams, he's breaking out and having a great season. And I think he's going to be the future running back of this Denver Broncos team. Defensively, they're still very good on that defense. You have Bradley Chubb. You have some guys who can make plays on both sides of the ball, but for some reason they haven't been able to click. Um, I just think right now the Raiders, without Darren Waller, after that Henry Ruggs incident, and everything that the Raiders have been through this season, it's just been a mess. And I'm going to go with the Broncos. They're a more complete team right now. And I think they're going to click better than the Raiders tomorrow or on Sunday when they play. Uh, Steelers Chiefs, I mean, this is honestly – I mean, this is interesting, though, because if Tyree Kill, you know, and Travis Kelsey, they're both on the COVID list right now. If neither of those guys can clear the COVID list, this becomes a much more interesting game because all of a sudden, those Chiefs offensive weapons, I mean, they're, they're just – you know, not much. Um, so I don't know what to think. I'm going to go with the Chiefs regardless because I think they're just the better team. I think Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. the Big Ben, it, it, I mean, it's just crazy that this team is 7-6-1. Six, and, and one. I believe that's their record. Mind-blowing um, with how bad the O-line is, with how bad Big Ben is. It's crazy. Um, I'm going to go Chiefs here. Even without those guys, I think they'll still get the job done. That defense has played so well recently. It's crazy the turn that they've taken from – the worst defense in the league to arguably one of the best. I mean, it's crazy. I don't know what happened, what changes they've been making, to be honest, 100% honest. I should look into it more. I know they're running a little bit more. Um, they've changed some of the personnel. But, I mean, what a year. You know, Kansas City all of a sudden back on top. Um, you know, the number one seed. And people were worried. People were saying that this team couldn't get it done. They were three and four. I mean, it's crazy. And now they're 10 and four. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think they'll go to 11 and four this week. Yep, it's crazy. I'm picking the Chiefs regardless whether they have those guys or not. I think once Patrick Mahomes um, is hitting on all cylinders and and is playing at his best like he is right now, it's hard to stop him no matter who's on the field. He just will find a way to make plays, whether it's with his legs or with some crazy off-balance throws or sidearm throws. It's just crazy what Patrick Mahomes could do when he's at his peak during a season. He's at that point right now. I think it's going to be very hard for the Steelers to come away with a win this game. Uh, Big Ben, he just sucks. They have a decent receiving core. That could get it done, but I think they do need a better quarterback if they want all those guys to be playing at their best. Um, and I think that's the next step for the Steelers is to get a new quarterback um, that will tremendously help out that offense. Defensively, you have probably the defensive player of the year with T.J. Watt, um, so he's obviously going to be a big part or play a big role in this game against the Chiefs and trying to disrupt this offense. And it could happen. I could see the Steelers somehow coming away with a win here if T.J. Watt is playing as good as he has been this entire season. But right now, I think Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, they're all playing at their highest level um, um, this season. And it's going to be hard for me to root against them this game, so I'm going to have to take the Chiefs. Yeah, I agree. Um, Finally, to your Dallas Cowboys, (laughs) Micah Parsons. I've seen Skip Bayless talk endlessly about Micah Parsons on Twitter. Uh, He loves them. Obviously, one of the best players, you know, uh, the best rookie, um, Michael Parsons, obviously. I mean, we were skeptical. I've only, oh, I remember back to the draft. Obviously, he had those personal issues. That kind of was the reason he fell out of potentially the top five. Um, and, you know, we were a little unsure. We thought the Cowboys, you really liked J.C. Horn. That was your guy. I did. Obviously, he tore or broke his ankle. 
And Pat Sertain was another guy. Dallas got neither. They ended up with Michael Parsons. Obviously, it's all worked out with Michael Parsons, Trevon Diggs. I'm going to pick the Cowboys in this one. I think they're the better team. But just, you know, give your thoughts on the state of the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, that offense has been a little shaky recently. Um, Kind of weird. But uh, your thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, I think they'll win this game. I'm sure you're going to agree. You're not going to pick against them here. So, yeah, let's hear it. Yep, I'm going to take Dallas Cowboys simply. And uh, let me just talk about this team for a little while. Um, the defense, they've played outstanding um, in to come back from being arguably one of, the, or one of the worst defenses in NFL history and now to being the top team in takeaways this season. It's just mind-blowing what Dan Quinn has been able to do to this defense and just be able, being able to get some guys who could fill some small roles and not be out in the field all the time. They don't have to be these starters and these star players who have to consistently be out there to make an impact on the field. But you're seeing what they're doing with the safeties. you got four different safeties, Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker, J. Ron Kearse, um, DeMonte KZ, and all these guys are just getting rotated in and out just to make plays, and they're never really tired. Um, and I think that's a big part of this defense is that safety play and how you can put in all these different safety combinations. They can go out there and make plays. Um, cornerbacks, Trayvon Diggs, he's ob- obviously taking that next step to being an elite quarterback and one of the better quarterbacks in this league. I don't think he's there yet. He's obviously that ball hawking quarterback right now. Um, but a lot of Cowboys fans will just overhype him. And I hate to say <laughs> it because I love Trayvon Diggs, but he's a little bit overhyped. Um, but he does what he has to do. He gets that ball. Um, he makes and creates turnovers. And I think that's important. Michael Parsons, outstanding. Don't really have to say anything about him. You can put him at middle linebacker, he'll make plays. You put him at edge rusher, he'll make plays. He just plays defense, and that's what's great about him. You have Demarcus Lawrence back, Randy Gregory back, and they're getting pressure on the quarterback. This defense is just hitting on all cylinders when they need to, and I think that's what's going to help the Dallas Cowboys make a run in the playoffs because those past times that they've been in the playoffs, um, when they played the Rams a few years ago, um, it was the defense that killed them. They let up over 30 points. They couldn't stop the run. And the Cowboys have been great at stopping the run this year out of nowhere. It's, it's great to see. And then you see what they did against the Packers a few years ago in 2016 when they lost. I think if you had a better defense, you're able to stop that Packers team and get that win. And I think the Cowboys finally have that deep defense to be able to make plays and help this team win games when the postseason comes around. And offensively, we know they all they have all the stars, but Dak hasn't been playing at that MVP caliber level that we saw at the beginning of the season. He hasn't been the same since that calf injury. Um, and he has to step things up if he wants to go to the Super Bowl. Um, the rest of the team is on point, but it really all comes down to Dak. If he could elevate his game these last few weeks and into the postseason, the Cowboys could do well in the playoffs and make a run for the Super Bowl. Um, but it all relies on Dak and if he could get better um, or not. And that's, that's my take on it. It all relies on Dak for this postseason run for the Dallas Cowboys. I agree. I think it's a, you know, it's an interesting team. Zeke has not been amazing recently. Tony Pollard's looked good, um, but there's just a lot of pieces. We'll see what they can do. It's an exciting year for Cowboys fans, obviously after last year's disaster, but um, I mean, it's, it's a competitive NFC, which is unfortunate, but you know, as the two seed right now, you're, you're matching up with Minnesota. That's a, you know, a great first round matchup to have at the end of the day. Yep. Yep. Couldn't agree with you more. All right, this last game. Let's see if this is. Let's see if we don't pick the same one here. Ian Book making his first career start against two attacking Viola and the uh, winners of six in a row, Miami Dolphins, who have miraculously saved their season after starting one and seven. I was really bashing them, bashing Tua, bashing this whole team, and but they figured it out. Jalen Waddle, an exceptional season he has had. But I'm actually going to pick the New Orleans Saints in this game um, with Ian Book. It seems like we might actually disagree for once. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints. I mean, I'm, and I think the one thing that – the one player that will decide this game is Alvin Kamara. I think he's the best player on both sides of the football. I don't think there's a person who can stop him. I mean, he obviously got cooped up last week against Tampa Bay, but that's arguably the top rush defense in the NFL. I'm not going to really take too much into account of that. I think he's going to run all over this team. I think Ian Book, he'll be ready. He'll be able to get the job done. He's not going to be looking to get 300 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. He's not going to be expected to do that. He's just going to have to get the ball – and hand it off to Alvin Kamara. And I think this New Orleans Saints defense, it's a good unit. They've played good all year. They've played strong. I'm starting them in fantasy defense, so that's kind of why I'm hoping that they're going to do well against uh, Tua and Jalen Waddle. But I think this is going to be one of those games that we'll see each of these teams in, in the 20s or so of points, to be honest. I think I, I, I truly believe Alvin Kamara is going to have one of those weeks where he is just sensational, 
puts a hundred, you know, easily a hundred plus scrimmage yards, two, three touchdowns. I think we're mm-hmm. going to see that. And I think we'll see two. And, you know, I believe Waddle's back off the COVID bus. I believe we'll see him have a lot of success. He's been exceptional this year. He's been, you know, the best rookie receiver, honestly, as, as good as Jamar Chase has been, I think there's an argument Jalen Waddle has been better. Um, Jamar Chase is very inconsistent with that offense at times. Um, it, it's very tight between the two. I'll say that. Um, Devonta Smith has not been, you know, he's been good, not as good as those two, obviously. I'm going to go with the Saints. I've talked a lot. Um, I don't know. In New Orleans, in the Superdome, must-win week. Sean, Sean Payton, I just feel like he's going to get it done. I feel like they'll get the job done. I expect a big week out of Kamara. Yeah, both teams in a must-win situation, and this is where we're going to have our first disagreement. Just to spice <laughs> things up a little bit, I'm going to take Miami. Uh, as you said, that six-game win streak. Tua, he's played better. I still don't know if he's the guy for them. The run game is eh. You have Jalen Waddle defensively. You have a great cornerback cornerback group, and I just think the strides that they've made as a team this season um, is going to be what leads them to win this game versus the Saints. The Saints are, are too inconsistent for me. I, I do believe they have a lot more talent than the Dolphins, but with Ian Book starting, we're not sure what he could do, how he'll play, and I'm not going to take the chance on uh, on a rookie quarterback starting his first game in the NFL. Um, in a crucial moment. I think he's going to have a lot of nerves in this game, and we're just going to have to see how he plays. Um, but just spice things up a little bit. Give me Miami. Pretty impressive. We almost agreed on every uh, <laughs> everyone the week back. I mean, I don't know. I can't remember too many times we did that last year. So, yep. honestly, pretty, pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> interesting. Interesting one. Right. It's going to be a good week, and, and, you know, a lot of teams, especially in that AFC right now where, uh, I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten teams have records of eight, eight have eight or seven wins in, in the AFC right now. So, yeah. I mean, you cannot. Ex- I mean, even with those, you know, teams that we're high on, Cincy, Indy, Chargers, and Buffalo, there's going to be some shakeup with the playoffs. Not yeah. all those teams will be in there, um, and it's going to be interesting to see out of you know the Browns. I don't think the Browns will make it, but Miami, Denver. Las Vegas. I mean, there's playoff eliminators, I think, easily. If Miami loses, they're done. Vegas, Denver, whoever loses, their dreams are done. If Pittsburgh loses, probably done. We'll see what happens. Um, Yeah, is there anything else you want to touch on or you want to wrap this one up? I think we're all good to wrap this up. It's been a minute since I've done this, so it'll be interesting. But thank you, everyone, for watching this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Finally, once again, with Mac and Griff, we're going to do many more of these, and I hope I'll be on this more um, now that I'm adjusted to college and things like that. Um, I hope you have a great holiday season. Um, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and also follow us on our Instagram, Outside the Arena Podcast, and check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, which is also Outside the Arena on those two. Um, once again, happy holidays to all of you guys, and we'll see you all next week.